We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives Until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize Come on down I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame Come on down I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel Come on down To win a million bucks all you need is a little luck And thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects all right, welcome to an... I can't even look at you seriously right now. Welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Vacation Motney. Oh, that's is that why you have the sunglasses on and your shirt uncomfortably uh, amount of unbuttoned? Just going to lean back here. I'm on vacation time right now. What does that mean? I'm about to go on vacation and my brain has already switched over to vacation time. Where, when, when, and where you you going? By the time you're listening to this, the next morning I will have gotten up <laughs> and gone on a plane with my mask on to Mexico, Cancun. Heard of it? Yeah, I have. Oh, you have? Yes. Huh? When I booked through the travel agent, I was told this is a very unique destination Ooh. people have not heard of. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I know a lot of the unique. I watch a lot of HGTV, so right. I see some of those home un- and gnome television. Home and gnome television, yeah. Um, today on the show, uh, on the vacation show, mm. it's um, as we've been celebrating all month. It is our last episode of uh, Pride Month. What are you doing over there? <laughs> My foot was in an uncomfortable position, and since I'm in vacation <laughs> mode, I cannot be uncomfortable. So for our last episode of Pride Month, I wanted to give a, a quick shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, news came out last week um, that Carl Nassib, defensive end for the Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. of the NFL, he uh, he came came out as as gay last week. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if you watch uh, Hard Knocks. But a couple years ago, he was on the Browns. He was kind of a star on Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. He he was teaching his teammates how um, compound interest works. Yeah, I do remember that scene. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that was him. Yeah, so he he uh, he's got a little bit of uh, of fame outside of just his football playing because I don't think he ended up making the Browns team that year. But uh, but he was on the Raiders last year and he did play pretty well mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year. So he will. Why does that surprise you? It doesn't. You don't think gay people play a sport well? I I didn't say it surprised me. I mean, your eyes, your eyebrows were directly straight up into the sky as wow. you said that. That's a that's a talent that I have with my eyebrows. So he will presumably uh, become like the first modern day out homosexual person to play in an NFL game, mm-hmm. and that's cool, but. The reason that I bring this up is because of something even cooler, Ooh. which I think is the way that he announced that he was gay. Was it like how people announce gender reveals? Yeah, exactly. He Did he have a pop- giant dick-sized, dick-shaped cannon wow. that shot out rainbow, rainbow flags? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That sounds offensive. But what he did do... That's how, that's how I would announce it. Of course it is. And I would support you. Thank you. But he he did an, he made an Instagram video posted on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Uh, just kind of like a selfie 
thing, you know, holding his phone up to his uh, face there. Mm-hmm. Your computer charged as you're unplugging it from the wall. Okay, there. so when I do this, I do this quietly. Oh, so, so only half of our audience is affected by watching. it. And the, yeah, when you do it, it verbally. I just want to make sure that the people just listening don't miss out on any of the fun that thank the viewers you, thank you so at home much. are getting. That's very nice of so, you. So Carl Nassib made an, an Instagram video. Uh, he's holding the camera, talking to the camera, uh, in which he said, Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. <laughs> and I thought that was the coolest way that anybody's ever probably come so out of the So nonchalant. It was very nonchalant. Although it was just posted in a, a video. Well, yeah. But the fact that it was just, just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. <laughs> was that the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, was it? <laughs> that was the whole Was time. it really? No, he... That should have been it. It that, should have been a hard cut. It. He, talked, he talked for another minute about uh, how he felt like it was the right time to announce that. And he's donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which is uh, a nonprofit supporting why would you um, give your money to a place that can't even make money well no they're not trying to make a profit right so you're just basically throwing it into a black hole well no it's like it's like a charity and so this charity makes money so that it can do more good in the community right yes okay it just reinvests so it makes that profit money. off of people giving their money to them uh no however they don't money. have to return anything. The, the only profit that they make is feeling good okay like helping okay helping the community right i don't understand that business plan but sure Sure. Uh, you know, it's something we'll, uh, we've got to work on a little bit. Making it more, making charities more profitable. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So, so I thought that was, uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty baller. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Um, anyway, today we're going to, we got to focus today. Now that we've got that out of the way. We're we going to focus. focus. I am not in focus at all. I can barely concentrate because my mind is in mexico right now okay well i'm glad that sounds like we're gonna have a great show a lot of knowledge for the people cucaracha uh, baby cucaracha which means cockroach which there was a huge one in my house today disgusting uh and i had to kill because my wife uh, you had to kill it right because my wife said kill it you're up at the pearly gates and god says we're gonna go over every single transgression you had on earth which includes killing things and Mm -hmm. he comes up to the cockroach kill of June what twenty sixth yeah twenty twenty one and you say had to that's right. your yeah sorry had to yes well because listen I would say listen God if this is a deal breaker if this is what sends me down to hell mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with that than deal with my wife's shit from not killing this cockroach that she wanted me to kill and then he high fives you exactly. and he's like women dude right? uh, bro I guess can't you. live with them can't live without bro. them dude um. So yeah, we today we're going to be talking about a game show called Concentration, mm-hmm. which is why I was making those focus jokes. Got it earlier. Um, but before we hop in, it looks like we've got a sponsor. Mm-hmm. That uh, upon a quick view here, looks like it's uh, looks like it ties in somewhat to ironically. Are you what sure we're talking about? Today. I don't think so. Um, it's like rain on your wedding day. Um, Today's sponsor is the new fun memorization game, Simon Says, from the Hasbro company, but with a cool new twist. The new Simon Says Deluxe has the familiar four tones that must be mimicked after they're played, but now you must complete one round of truth or dare after each turn. The new tier D section has fun dares after the memorization tones, such as beep boop boop beep boop. Simon dares you to run around like a chicken. Or boop beep boop boop beep. Simon dares you to lick a frozen pole. Or boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. Simon dares you to steal your mom's purse. Beep, boop, boop. Simon dares you to take me and a plugged hairdryer into the bathtub. 
Beep boop beep beep boop boop beep boop boop beep 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 boop boop beep boop 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 beep beep boop boop beep boop boop beep boop boop beep beep boop boop beep boop boop Simon says kiss your cousin It's your line He did every single one I'm so appreciative cuz I did not copy paste one section that I, I wrote down that I actually typed all those out. Come on down, listeners. We'll get 15% off one Simon Says Deluxe toy when they use the code Come On Down Says at checkout. Simon Says Deluxe, if you don't complete the dare, you're a coward. From Hasbro. Wow. 15% off is pretty good. It's pretty hey, good. Not, not bad. The game sounds annoying as fuck, though. Well, that was a very hard. A lot uh, of beeps and boops. Yeah. Bippity boppity beep boop. Anyway, as we mentioned today, we are going to be talking about the game show, formerly known as Concentration. Formerly, so it changed names? It did change names, yeah. To what? Jeopardy? Hey, wow, what a twist. Kind of, in some ways, Mm -hmm. as you'll see as we go through this story. Take so, me through it. I'm ready. Here. I'm going to close my eyes. I am <laughs> okay. vacation mod. You didn't have to tell me because you have sunglasses on. I'm I would have no idea. I'm just going to take a quick snooze a lose. No, I will be alert and attentive because I need to concentrate. Okay, good. So, August 1958. Concentration debuted on NBC. Nice. National Peacock Company. And uh, it was actually the longest running game show ever on NBC. At that time? Ever. Still? Yes. 1958 to 73. Almost 15 years uh, consecutively it ran on NBC. It was originally hosted by Hugh Downs. What you know about Hugh Downs? Uh, Some kids suffer from it. Wow. All right. Let's just go ahead and move on real quick before we get too far into that. So Huge Downs. (laughs) Hugh Downs. (laughs) Uh, He's done a lot in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. He uh, he was um, first probably famously known. He was kind of the sidekick on the Tonight Show with Jack Parr mm. um, in the in the fifties, and then he, in addition to being the host of Concentration, he was on the Today Show as an anchor on the Today Show. He eventually left Concentration in nineteen sixty nine to devote more time to anchoring the Today Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, from 1979 to 99, he was one of the anchors on 2020. Huge downs? Yes. Which led to him getting the Guinness World Record for most hours on network TV. Oh, this old fucker. I know this guy. Most hours on network TV before being passed in 2004 by Regis Philbin. He has butt cheeks, cheekbones. Butt cheeks, cheekbones. Yeah. All right. They kind of look like apple when you hear the song "Apple Bottom Jeans." Apple bottom face. It's yeah. He's got he's apple got bottom apple bottom face. face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he died last year. Of um, downs. Nope. It's not a thing you die from. I don't think. Well, if you die and you have Down syndrome, then you have died of Downs. No, that's not true. You can die with prostate cancer. A lot of people do. Most people. Right. But not of. Like they find it in autopsies. Oh, this guy had prostate cancer. Why don't you just do the finger stick? The thing that you're so afraid of doing, even though you pee 14 times an hour. No, 
14 times. By the way, I was able to hit 15 peas in a day. You did. You know what I had to drink? What'd you do? Two sodas. Okay. Two uh, sparkling waters. Okay. And a bottle of water. That's all you drank for the day, though? That seems like a... That's so much liquid. Oh, no. That's like an average toward a low amount of liquid for me. I drink a lot. Maybe that's the problem, I guess. I, that's maybe, for sure the problem. The problem How many sodas do you drink a, a day? Uh, I usually have like two or three sodas a day. Um, and then I always have 12 ounces of water when I wake up and 12 ounces of water before I go to sleep. And... Uh, water throughout the day and like if I exercise I might have a 20 ounce G2 Gatorade low calorie Gatorade man I just feel like that's too much liquid really I don't know I think what you should do I like having clear pee I think I think you should replace all of that with water and see if you still pee the same amount I don't know maybe um, but uh, caffeine is a diuretic also I correct believe. So that'll make you pee if you drink a Coke. So maybe I, it's not a prostate thing. Maybe I just drink a lot. Of I liquid. still think you should get something in your butt and get your prostate checked. Well, I've had some. Whether it's your wife yeah. or some sort of a medical butt plug. I don't know if those <laughs> exist. Yeah. Uh, it's a prescription. <laughs> prescription butt plug. Yeah. So, so Hugh Downs, he, he was also uh, in, the, in the 90s. Pro marijuana legalization. Oh this wow! Was a, this what was an a old trailblazer. I mean, he was like seventy. I was pro weed when I came out. My mom. On the, in a, a, allegedly on his last episode of 2020, he was asked if there's any opinions of his that he'd like to share, and he said marijuana should be legal. So big ups to Hugh Downs. And then did the, then then did this camera freeze and sunglasses came down from the top of the frame and went on his deal head. With and it. Was, yeah, deal with it. Yeah. And uh, he died last July. Of marijuana. Yep. Mar- marijuana overdose. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. One of the worst that they've ever seen. And, and only. Uh, and, a, and a couple weeks later, Regis died. Because again, Regis can't just let this guy have anything. Right. Oh, I want your world record. Oh, I want your dying month. I'm a bigger deal than you. Yeah. God, fuck Regis. Glad he's dead. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm still just dealing with a lot right now. Yeah. So the way that this game show worked was it was kind of a combination of two existing things, basically. You know how some people call, let's say, an actor or an actress a triple threat? Yeah. Because they can sing, dance, and tweet. Yes, act. This was a double threat. Two games in one. It's coming to your brain from two different sides. That's true. Through your eyes as in as one point, which you have two eyes of. Also, the reason it's called a double threat. Double threat, yeah. So this game, it was like the children's game, Concentration, which, mm-hmm. which is its namesake, where you have, like, generally... Rows and columns. Out, you would lay out playing cards in pairs or something like that mm-hmm. in rows and columns, and you would overturn them two at a time trying to match and remember oh i saw that one it's over here etc etc so it's that game but up on a big game board where it was five by six so there were 30 squares Mm -hmm. up on the board and underneath them were prizes basically 
and you had to match two prizes in order to add that prize to your bank. So it might say trip to New York, and you had to find the other trip to New York. It might say dining set, and you had to find the other dining set. In this original version, there were also some kind of wacky ones up there. There was uh, forfeit a prize, Ooh. meaning you have to give up one of your prizes if you match the two forfeits. That's tricky. There was um, take a prize, meaning you if you match two of those, you can take a prize from the other person mm. out of their prize bank. Rude. There were wilds in there, which would anything that you chose after or before the wild in that pair, you would get that thing automatically. Nice. And then there were some like gags on there. Some gags and gigs? Some some ga- gags. Yeah, gags and gigs, <laughs> as people famously say. So there was like tattered sock. Or soapy sponge and stuff like that in this original version. So there wasn't ever like pictures of famous women's feet. Uh, that was not a phenomenon quite yet. But that was how would later. you know? How would you know that? Just because there wasn't a website dedicated to it? I just can't imagine. Yeah. Every kink has been a kink since the beginning of time. But there's no, there was no way for those people to connect before the internet. Like, right. They like had you to go to like a face-to-face meeting at the local library. Like there was nobody that was like willing to just like publicly be like, you know what's nice? Jane Mansfield's toes. Have you seen those? I'd like to lick them. <laughs> just at their local Elks Club meeting. They're getting, they just were, they were asked, do you have any upcoming projects on the red carpet? And that's their response to that. Just toe licking. <laughs> have you ever seen Jane Mansfield's toes? So... There, yeah, so there's something like that. So maybe if you got, if you had one of the soap, soapy sponges, mm-hmm. then uh, you you want to match the forfeit a prize at this point because you don't give a shit about the soapy sponges. Because in addition to this game of concentration, mm-hmm. there was also what I've now learned was called a rebus, which is, is a, a famous country singer, red-haired diva. Oh, yeah. Who sings... Uh, my wife is very fond of her music yeah. and loves all of her songs, pretty much uh, from covered uh, from album listing to album listing. What's your favorite song by Reba McIntyre? Fancy. Fancy. That's a song by um, Jesse J or somebody else. Incorrect. It is a song by Reba McIntyre. And it's so about... Fancy. You already know I'm in the fast lane. Who is that? From LA is that to Tokyo. No, that is um, Iggy Azalea. Oh, Iggy Azalea. That's yes. right. Uh, and who is uh, not like Reba at all in any way. Both the female singers. In the uh, most surface level way. Your wife loves them both. No, 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 no. I don't think she's an Iggy oh. Azalea fan. Okay. I like Iggy Azalea more than she does. Oh. You Me, like Iggy Azalea more than you like your wife? Yeah, you heard me correctly. Okay. Um, I mean, if my wife had a song lyric like, you know, I'm in the fast lane from L.A. to Tokyo. That would be a fast, that would be a big lane. And would it exist? In th- It could. Right. I don't see why it couldn't. Yeah. I mean, it would have to go either under the ocean. Why haven't we built like a highway from New York to London or something yet? It would be impossible to keep. To maintain a, a, a one medium sized storm would just crash it in the middle, wherever that storm occurred. 
There's no way we could build a structure strong enough to withstand those terrible, terrible storms in the middle of the ocean. Not with that attitude. You're right. What, what if you had to, what if you were the guy like... That's never been the response to that, by the way. When somebody <laughs> says, no, with that attitude, nobody's ever said, good point. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I should, I should turn around my perspective on this. If you're the guy just laying down uh, rebar in the Marianas Trench, mm-hmm. trying to... Seems deep. Yeah, what is it like twenty thousand leagues feet under the sea, deep or something? Do you know a league is actually a um, a horizontal measurement, not a not vertical? It's not depth. You it's can still be a distance league. traveled. You just turn it on its side. Okay, but uh, how how deep do you think the Marianas Trench is? I mean, I've heard like, it goes to the center of the ocean, deeper than of the Earth. It's I think it's deeper than like uh, Mount Everest is tall. I mean, that makes sense. There's so much more. We don't know what's down there. Yeah. You know who's been the deepest in the ocean out of anybody? Um, Jacques Cousteau. James Cameron. Right. That's what, that's what I, who I meant. So, the Rebus, just to be clear, because we brought that up and then just <laughs> talked about Iggy Azalea. And, hey, uh, this is how <laughs> improv and the people are getting a look into the brain. People have had conversations like this where you go off on a tangent. It's nice that we get back And then to you go, it. why was I talking about this again? So, the Rebus... Is a puzzle. 36,000 feet is 36, the depth, estimated depth of the that's how Trench. That, that's what a plane flies at. Like when you're... This is your craft. 30,000 feet. Now it's flying at 30,000, 35,000 feet cruising altitude. That's far. Does the pilot that's have high. to wear a mask in the cockpit? Well, there's another... There's a co-pilot. Yeah, but I bet they don't wear their fucking mask. Pieces of shit. I know. So... Rebus. Rebus is a puzzle that is where and everybody's seen these before it's where you have little pictures or symbols that you add them together to make words and or phrases Mm -hmm. it's something that you there's a beer that does this a beer yeah there's a beer that i forget what it is it's the bottle cap it's similar to like a snapple cap not Mm -hmm. quite as big but it's a similar situation and ah what beer is this and they have a rebus on it. And you're supposed to... Some of them are very difficult. And some of them on are... On that little tiny little bottle cap mm-hmm. on the inside? Yeah, it's wow. just usually two or three symbols right. right on there. Yeah. You would like it. Interesting. If you drink beer. I should start drinking beer. Specifically to try and solve the rebus puzzles that are underneath the lids. Lucky Lager. Lucky Lager. It's got some rebus puzzles. So, the thing... About this is when you... Oh, look at those Rebus puzzles. That's cool. So when you get a match... Hey, can you throw it up on our green screen? I will. Thank you. Not only are you uh, getting prizes, you are also now revealing what is underneath those two squares, which is portions of the larger Rebus puzzle that is behind there. And so every time you get a match, you now get an opportunity... To solve right. the puzzle. It's just a piece of the puzzle. Right. Some would say it's a rebus piece. Rebus pieces. Pieces of a rebus. Re- re- rebus pieces are my favorite <laughs> in E.T. Yeah. So, obviously at the beginning when you get the first two, you're probably not going to really have any idea what you're looking at. So Unless you're a cheater, which we have seen happen in multiple game shows. That's true. And we'll talk which would about be a terrible one to cheat at because so quickly be called out. Yeah. So you're trying to solve the Rebus puzzle underneath, which is the large game, and then whoever is the first person to do that, they win all of the prizes that are in their prize bank. 
the other person they don't get shit they get booted keep in mind you could have zero prizes in your prize bank and win the game yeah but i think you win like a hundred dollars i think in the beginning it was like a hundred dollars later it was like five hundred dollars something along those lines and then in this original version you could come back 20 times if you were fucking unbelievable at this game yeah you could keep coming back 20 times uh go on a real nice win streak then uh, so 1969 i mentioned hugh downs leaves to go focus more on the today show he is replaced then by and this is where we're getting back into that uh, cheating bob clayton so bob clayton oh no this is not the cheating hold on let's hold off for a second i here. will bob clayton he was uh previously the the announcer for this show okay before being slotted into the host role and after a few months the advertisers on the show said we want a bigger star than this Ouch. bob clayton guy ouch you know what worked really well um Hugh Downs was Jack Parr's sidekick on The Tonight Show. Uh-oh. show went great. Why don't we get Ed McMahon, who's Johnny Carson's partner on The Tonight Show, okay. to come in? So for six months, Ed McMahon hosted the show. The ratings tanked. Uh, there was a lot of fan backlash. And they said, just kidding, Bob. Uh, yeah, you're the, you're the host. You've always been the host, Bob Clayton. <laughs> So Bob Clayton came back and hosted after that six months Ed McMahon. God, stint. I hope he negotiated so hard for like double the salary. Yeah, he was making twenty thousand a year after that. Cause this was nineteen sixties money you got to Right. That's pretty good. That's great. So and I also made up that salary completely. So there was also this was okay, now we'll get into cheating a little bit. Okay. This was um, a show developed by Dan Enright and Jack Barry. When who, a man and a woman used to love each other, but don't love each other anymore. Cheating. One of them might cheat. Oh, okay. Got it. So Enright, Barry and Enright developed this show, though the famous uh, developers of 21, where they they had the big cheating scandal there. Whoa. Jack Barry also hosted uh, an evening version of this show for a year. A nighttime version. So it was like a sexy rebus underneath. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, and that that only lasted for like the first year. It was off for two years, and then Hugh Downs did it for another year later. But I guess it wasn't really a nighttime show. It was more of a more of a daytime everyday show mm-hmm. for kids. For yeah, for the for the whole family really, for the housewife and the kids home from school. Right. So. The show was eventually canceled in 1973, as I said, as the longest-running NBC game show of all time. That still stands almost 50 years later Mm. to this day. In fact, that run is the fifth-longest consecutive run of any game show in American history. Right now, we've got The Price is Right, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and the current run of Family Feud are the only four longer. And those are all active currently. Right. So, like, The Price of Rise has been going since the 70s. Jeopardy and Wheel have been going since the 80s. And this run of Family Feud has been going since 99. But 58 to 73 concentration on NBC is the fifth longest after those four. And those are the big four. Those are the big four you think of. You know, the heavy hitters in the game show world. It just goes to show you that nobody gives a fuck about number five. <laughs> if you're number five I in don't anything, think, give up. I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Anyway, you're, you're top five in your class. Drop out and fucking go do drugs because yeah. nobody wants you. Yeah. So 
it went off air in 73. It came back in a syndicated run later in 73 through 78. And this was hosted by a guy named Jack Nars, which is pretty Nars name. <laughs> Narsly. So Jack Nars, again, going back. Who's your favorite performer? My favorite performer? of a singer. Of what? Just a pair. Iggy Azalea. Is it Nars Barkley? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. You know my favorite candy company? Uh, Nars. Yep. Yeah, that's not. M&M's Nars, I guess you could. Nars Bar? Nars Bar? Yeah. All right, what else can we do? What else you got? Um, you know, uh, who's your favorite basketball player? Uh, who? Nars Barkley. Yeah, that's the same thing, bro. <laughs> what's a different person what's, completely? What's your favorite Pixar movie? Nars. <laughs> Oh, man. What else? Um, <laughs> All right. We've got uh, 31 minutes left. Okay. This is so. fun. Okay. I'm going to need 20 to think. And then can you guys just hang with us for 20 minutes? Yeah. Hold on. We're going to write this down. Yeah. So Concentration came back by hosted by Jack Nars from 73 to 78 in syndication. It had a couple little changes to the format, but like the, the way they did some of the... Uh, they they would put some extra like prizes up on the board that you could win like money things that would multiply if people if the person who got that didn't win the game that week it would add a hundred dollars to it each day or something until somebody won it okay things like that but Jack Norris he, uh, in the fifties he was the host of Dotto which I don't know it feels like a game we've got to do at some point because it's called Dotto Dotto. And I, it's we, somebody mispronouncing Ditto. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, we we should. Uh, uh, here's my idea. I think we should make a game show. And somebody else goes Dotto, and they're like, "That's they're like, a yeah, great okay, name." Okay, uh huh. Mm-hmm, that's what Let's I was do doing. It. I was doing the name uh-huh. of the show. I was coming up. Uh huh. Totally. Obviously. So he was the host of Dotto. It was one of the shows embroiled in the same quiz show scandal that took down Twenty One. So it was also kind of immediately uh, canceled. Uh, but he was basically. At the same time, also immediately absolved of any wrongdoing. Like, Jack Nars did not know that there was rigging going on on okay. Dotto. Whereas uh, Jack Berry and Dan Enright were quite involved in the cheating on 21. So he, like, Jack Berry went through some shame and was away from TV for a while, whereas Nars came out tasting like a nars bar on the other side of this thing and and ended up eventually hosting the syndicated version of the show that went off air in 78 until uh uh-oh nbc the national peacock community came back in 1987 with a new updated version of this game with a few changes including a new name what is it Classic concentration, mm. and what they, they they called it classic concentration, and then they changed the rules and shit. So not really classic. That's like um, Coke came out with new Coke, mm-hmm. and then they went back to Coca Cola Classic, right? Which was the before version. This came out with classic concentration. That was a little different than the before version. <laughs> I don't know that the name really makes sense. They, I think this was a couple years before Coca-Cola Classic, maybe, so they didn't understand how you use that term right. in marketing and branding and et cetera, et cetera. So 
It came back in 1987 on NBC, and this time it was hosted by a guy you're familiar with. Yeah, right. Alex Trebek. R.I.P. R.I.P. Everybody died last year. Not even just because of the COVID. Right. Just because of natural causes. Well, his was an aggressive uh, form of pancreatic cancer. And cancer's not natural? Is it? I feel like it is because it's in our... It's in our vaccines. Nature. It's in our uh, 5G Candies. Um, Children's candy. Yep. Um, it's in uh, form baby formula. Right. Elon Musk. It's in Has it. baby powder. There was a thing with Johnson & Johnson. They had asbestos in their talc. That's terrible. Well, yeah, they lost a lot of money in a lawsuit because of it. Wow. So Alex Trebek hosted the show in 1987. He was already the host of Jeopardy at that point in time as well. This was like the sixth or seventh different game show that he had hosted. He was um, a fellow from the north, from Canada, who had had uh, been like kind of a, a radio and TV host and transitioned into, into game shows where he did a bunch of these. He did like an updated version of To Tell the Truth at some point. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about that before, but... He, yeah, he was the host of this classic concentration, Alex Trebek was, um, and, you know, his, tell, tell your mother I said hello, Trebek, or whatever. That sounds very nice. Thank, yeah, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. No, that was obviously, um, famously, I think Alex Trebek probably most famous for being impersonated by Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live. That's the thing for most people know. Alex Trebek from. Do you think it's truly most what most people know, or just like us and our friends and our group? Yeah, no, I think most people probably know him from Jeopardy, okay. from regular old Jeopardy. But he that was, and the funny thing about that is that sketch series on SNL, the Celebrity Jeopardies. I think most people associate it with the Sean Connery insulting Trebek and his mother. Okay. Constantly, uh, played by Daryl Hammond. The Sean Connery character. Mm-hmm. Celebrity Jeopardy was actually developed by Norm MacDonald so he could do a Burt Reynolds impersonation. Nice. And uh, so the first, I think the very first one had Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery in it. But the first like four or five all had Burt Reynolds and only that one had Sean Connery. And then after Norm got fired from uh, SNL and they wanted to keep doing the Celebrity Jeopardy sketches then Daryl Hammond's Sean Connery came back as a permanent uh, guest it was nice. always previously uh, Turd Ferguson aka Burt Reynolds and I think there was there's a story like Norm was talking to Burt Reynolds to get him to come on the show and punch out the fake Burt Reynolds character and yeah. then take his spot on the podium and play the game but give even dumber answers than great. the fake one was but I think he got fired before they mm. did that. Great idea. Uh, yeah, because he is the funniest stand-up comic okay. uh, in we, the world. We get right it. Now. You want to you want to bang an old man because he uh, challenges the form and goes against the norm. But he is the norm. Mm. Mm. So Alex Trebek hosts this show. Some of the changes instead of. Originally, it was 30 squares. I said it was five by six. 
they reduced it down to a five by five, 25 square thing. They kind of got rid of all of the goofy nonsense squares aside from the wilds. Okay. And it now, at some point they added back in take a prizes, but they never had, I don't believe had gag prizes again. And I don't think they had forfeit a prize on there anymore after that. But, and, and they, they changed the way the wild card works on this one a little bit. Because in the earlier version that they didn't figure this out, how weird this was after 14 years, when you got a wild and then you landed on bath towels or something like that, they would reveal the wild and the bath towels. But now remember, there's still another bath towels out there on the board that if you call that number up, you get bath towels and you're like, well, I know that's already gone, so I can't possibly match with this. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, so in this original version, you could also pass. And sometimes people would do that so that they didn't, they knew they couldn't possibly match and they didn't want to reveal another one for their opponent to see. So they would get bath towels and just say pass mm. because that would just, there's no match for it. It's just sitting up there on the board the whole time. Yeah. So in the updated version, the Alex Trebek version, if you landed on a wild card and landed on bath towels, it turns over three squares, the wild and both bath towels. So that made a little bit more sense. Sure. And a little more to your advantage. And if you got, if you matched two wilds, I think you got a $500 bonus and you could still go for another. That counted as a match, uh, a true match. Yeah, for wow. $500. So, in addition, this version added the winner's circle bonus game. The original version kind of just ended. You won, and that was it. You got those prizes onto your next opponent for 20 times if you're a badass crushing the game. Mm. This one added a bonus game after the end in which you could win a brand new car. Okay, okay. You like that? You like that for prize money mm -hmm. right there? Car? In addition to all the other stuff you've won during the game, which could be trips, furniture, towels. TVs, towels, etc., things like that. And they would also, in this version, always reveal the spot of one featured prize before you started. So they would say, like, oh, under number 17... We've got a color television. Mm. And then if you find the color television, you have to remember, oh, they already showed us that was number 17. Or if you get a wild and you really want that color TV, you can say that. So in addition to all those prizes, you can win a car in the winner's circle by there. There were eight cars on display. And you had 35 seconds with a board of 15, a three by five board. So obviously that's an odd number. So uh, there's there's a non-matching Match. thing in there, which so in sneaky. in the main game where we're at twenty five being an odd number, the you're able to just have an extra wild in there. So you know obviously you don't have to worry about having an even number. Whereas in this, there are the eight cars, and so seven of the cars are in there twice, and one of them is just in there once to throw you off Ooh. and screw you up. Because there's obviously no match for that one. Dang. So you've got 35 seconds to try and match all of the seven cars that are up there. And if you do, whichever the last one that you match is, you win that car. 
And each time somebody doesn't win, they added five seconds to the time. So you oh, don't man. win. Next show, you win again or your opponent wins. You got 40 seconds in the winner's circle. And there were some times where one of the prizes on the main game board that they would put up there would be like extra five seconds in the winner's circle. So if you got that and you won the game, you have an, another bonus five seconds added in there. And it was very hard, in my opinion, because yeah. you're rapid fire going like one and three, two and six, four and eight. And they're flashing up there. And they just say things like Accord, Cherokee, Focus, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you've, you're like, oh, fuck, I saw Focus, but I've just been rapid fire going through all these at some point. It's one of the ones I've said before. I don't remember yeah. which one. So people really had a tough time with winning the cars. But on this one, instead of winning 20 times in a row, you can only win five times in a row. But you could also win a car. So just pretty sweet. That's fine. I would probably be fine with that. I would take the Vega. There was no Vega on this one, I don't think. Hmm. Hmm. So you don't want to you don't want to win a car? Then? I don't want to participate. No, thank you. Okay. What about a uh, Geo Metro? I'll take it. Your first car. I'll take it. Take does that take you back to yeah, it takes me back to when I lied to my parents about how I crashed it. What? Mm-hmm. I so would you... do a very funny, very safe thing okay. in yeah. high school mm-hmm. called the dick lane change. Where I oh, would I remember that. Yeah. change lanes very aggressively. Quickly, yes, aggressively. But on and, like the open road without somebody. Yeah, I would never do right it next to, to a car. And I would slide my car. My car would actually slide into the lane because I had good control, albeit like it was dangerous. Drift. Correct. And I did it with people in my car. Mm-hmm. Didn't account for the extra weight. You got to. You do a lot of calculations. Lot, well, yeah, I clearly Metro. do yeah. math before I do it. Not course. stupid. And then I slammed. I avoided. I was. I think I avoided two different cars, one on my left and one on my right. I was able to evade both of those. But we just talked about how there weren't cars around when you did this. Right. This, for some reason, I did it at this time (laughs) and slammed into the curb and broke my axle. Ooh. And then I told my parents that a wild squirrel ran out in front of my car in the middle of the street. and I. This is like when you told me a wild squirrel ran out in front of the car, so you shit your pants. Was that a lie also? No, that absolutely happened. <laughs> okay. um, that absolutely happened. And then, yes. Yeah, so you, you were trying to avoid the squirrel, and that was how you crashed into the curb? Correct. But it wasn't. It was just me trying to be cool for my friends, uh-huh. not thinking, oh, you have an extra 200 pounds in your car. Did now. your friends think it was cool? Uh, no, they were quite like, that was fucking crazy. Um <laughs> And then they left me there. How? There were no Ubers. No, no. They called a friend to come get them. Oh, okay. I just had to stay there and wait. You were just sitting on the side of the road because your car wouldn't go. go. So you hit the curb. Smash into it. Right. And you're, I assume you're just trying to like straighten out and keep going. I was overcorrecting. Now, right? yeah. I was overcorrecting. And so the car like kind of came to a stop on its own after yeah. that. That's a bummer. I mean, it was a sad day. It was a great car. And that was the end of it? That was a total? It was a total job? Yeah. How much is an axle? I think it's... Well, here's the thing. It's not how much it is. It's how much is it compared to the value of the car. (laughs) And the value of the car was 
I'm pretty sure much lower than an axle. Have you ever told your parents the truth about that? I did right now. I hope they're listening. Probably not. Give so. me a call. You know what? Take away my inheritance. I don't give a shit. Wow. How much I'm my it? own man. What's that? How much is it? Oh, it was the Geo. <laughs> oh, that was the inheritance. <laughs> shit. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know. I've never lied about a car accident. One time I was driving. You didn't lie about getting the bear, the spring. Un- the I guess because we got it out. So imagine we got it out, so I never had to yeah. tell them about it. Um, no, there was one time when I had a Hyundai Tiburon mm-hmm. that I was driving down Interstate 35. Scary road. And there was a thunderstorm ongoing and the road was quite wet and my tires were probably not that great and my car was pretty light because it was a hyundai tiburon Mm -hmm. and i started hydroplaning while i was in the left lane and i was drifting to the right and there were a lot of cars on the road and so this was scary and i you know overcorrected turning my wheel to the left so that i wouldn't hit the people beside me Mm -hmm. on my right and then the wheels re-gripped the surface with the front wheels turned significantly to oh, no. the left at like, you know, 50 or 60 miles an hour. And uh, there was, you know, one of those barricade, the lane divider things. Mm-hmm. And I just smashed right into it and bounced off and was kept going straight in the left lane. And I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, you know, just crashed into a wall on the highway and so i pulled over across all the lanes and exited and got out of my car to assess the damage and the weirdest thing was there was no damage how's that possible right that was also what i was wondering but it was also like still pouring out and i was outside so i was just trying to you know get it as quick a look as possible mm-hmm. and figure out uh get back on the road i was on my way to i was in college at the time so i was driving from dallas up to oklahoma mm-hmm. and so i get back on the road and i'm driving and i realize oh i think uh i think my alignment got a little messed up because i have to have my steering wheel turn 90 degrees uh to the left to go straight now i probably need to get my uh car my tires aligned and balanced sure and so i realized what had happened was the wheel was turned so much from my overcorrecting during the fishtail that the wheels were like outside of the frame of the body so when i hit the wall just my left front tire nailed the wall and because it was, you know, rubber and whatnot, bounced back off of it onto the highway. <laughs> and the body of my car somehow did not hit the wall. Uh-huh. And it turns out I was wrong about the alignment thing. And it was that my axle was bent. <laughs> but that didn't stop me from driving it uh, up to Oklahoma and then back before oh taking it God. to an auto shop. And uh, telling my dad, oh, yeah, I hit a curb and uh, I think my alignment is messed up. I didn't want to tell him like the that I almost died. That's crazy. Yeah, this way you got to concentrate 
when you're on the road on the road yeah and also don't overcorrect when even though it's impossible to do feels like the right thing to do in the heat of the moment when you think if i don't get further left i'm gonna die so you want to get further left Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's very difficult to to not turn away from a hydroplane yes but anyway that's what you could do with your Cherokee or your Corolla or whatever Vega. you could, what, yes, let throw Vega in there that you could win in the winner's circle mm. on con- on classic concentration. A classic, classic version of concentration. Concentration. Sometimes uh, at the end of the show, so they would sometimes, they would try and squeeze two of them in there, you know, they have the returning winner and then get a new person in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would run out of time like the show oh no we're, we're getting towards the end here we still need to get this bonus game in here what are we gonna do nobody's solving this puzzle and so they would just end it early you so say you're halfway through nobody solved the rebus that's underneath <laughs> uh and alex would come out and say all right we're gonna end it early here we're going to remove the rest of the squares one by one get you guys get your hand on your buzzers mm. you've got to, when you think you can solve it buzz in and give your answer. If you buzz in and miss, then they reveal the entire rest of the thing for your opponent Ooh. to try and solve it. Also, if both people miss it, or if it gets to the end and nobody knows, then he just starts giving hints about <laughs> what it is so that somebody can fucking guess this question already and get yeah. the show moved on. The good news is if you are playing in that game and end up losing one of these games that ends early... You still come back for the for a rematch next game. Weird. They don't kick you off for uh, because I guess it considerably changed. It removes the concentration aspect of the game completely. Yeah. It's just Rebus puzzle solving at that point. <laughs> so I guess because the game is called concentration or classic concentration at this point, they decided we don't want to punish you by kicking you off the show if we change the rules of the game midway through. Sure. So you get to come back for uh, for your, for the next show to try again. If you, if you lose that bit. So that was nice. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, if the show ends a little early, if people are really good at solving these rebuses, mm-hmm. then they would sometimes do an audience game where somebody from the audience, they would put like uh, a four by four thing with like 25, 50, 75 and $100 up there. And you had a minute to match them and you would get however much each of the money matches. That you were able to get. Okay. So there's there's some little fun variations that they would throw in there. They had a couple tournament of champions things, which also was a Jeopardy thing with Trebek. Mm-hmm. They would bring people back that were really good at concentrating and rebus solving. <laughs> which is like, I guess, two very different skill sets in some ways. Like memorization and is a very like linear thing like uh i don't know what's what's, you know there's like left brain and right brain sure i feel like they're opposite ones like concentration is just like maintaining facts in your head basically like left side left brain right and then rebus puzzle solving is a bit more creative you have to take some liberties with what you're looking at and know that sure this bundle of wheat uh like one one of the episodes i watched it was a picture of a can of cherries, a bundle of wheat, a 
uh, doctor putting a popsicle stick thing into a person's mouth and the, with a speech bubble of them saying ah okay and then uh, the letter k and the answer was can we talk can, can we talk got it and boy did the woman on that show have a real struggle trying to solve <laughs> what that was she at one point said cherry we task I don't know where she was getting the S from, first of all. But she was really focused on the cherry aspect of the can of cherries. Uh And I think she also didn't know what the wheat was. She kept saying, like, bundle. Okay. I don't know what that thing is. I don't know what that is. And her partner's like, good. (laughs) Excellent. Well, it was funny because, like, with, like, half of the concentration puzzle solved, her opponent, like, gave a reaction at one point. Like, oh. And Alex was like, oh, it looks like he knows, but it's still your control until you miss one. And she kept getting a match every (laughs) single time. And she kept missing the Rebus guess every single time. And the dude was just sitting over there like, "Ah," until she solved the entire concentration puzzle, missed the Rebus again, (laughs) and then he got to guess. And uh, And won. He won. Yeah. Great. But she'd already won four shows in like, $26,000 or something like that. So pretty sweet. Not bad. Not a bad consolation for not figuring, figuring out what wheat is. For having seven tries to figure out one puzzle. Yeah. So that is, is concentration. NBC owns the rights to this show and they've talked about bringing it back a few different times in recent years and they've killed it every time. So Mm. it's not been on air since 90 well it aired in reruns for another couple years after they canceled the Trebek version during daytime but there were no new episodes since 91 it's on the buzzer tv network it's only you can only find it on youtube as far as i can tell i I went on to amazon because a lot of buzzer shows are on amazon they've Mm -hmm. got a deal with them and i searched concentration Uh and then it tried to autofill concentration camp movies concentration camp love concentration camp stories sure and when you just type concentration and press enter you just get a bunch of concentration camp related Uh uh-huh media and that is where contestants went to train for the show exactly it was it was like space camp but (laughs) but it was also in alabama okay sure yeah but um that's the show. How would you make this show better? You've been typing a lot of stuff over there. I feel like you have some ideas. Uh, I do. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, you were just writing down more Nars ideas? What's your favorite? Nars Attacks. Correct. My favorite movie. Another one? Oh. Um, Nars Needs Noms. Narsly and Me. Okay. What's your favorite race car? There's no... Oh, what's yeah, your favorite car race? Uh... Nas Nars Nars car Nars car. Uh, what's the fourth planet? Nars. Eh. Who's your favorite actress? Uh, I don't know. Nars Lissa Flockhart. That's a. What's a good? What's a personality uh, quiz that you have? Callista. You think Nars Lissa is good for Callista? What's, what's a personality quirk you have? What narcissism? Okay, that works. What's a disorder that people may have? What narcolepsy? Okay. Uh. What's a good fake animal? So you've just been writing all of these things down <laughs> while I've been talking about this what, show. What's a good fake animal? What's a good fake animal? Yeah. I don't know. Narswall. 
No, it's a real animal. Sure it is. Uh, what's a good candy that people like Oh, it's like a to whale eat? with a big horn, like a unicorn. A horn, sure, like a unicorn. That's, that's real. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, what's a good candy that people like? We already said Nars bars. Nards. That's like, it's just so, that's such a stretch. What are things that you get when you're feeling, uh, when you pain relief? What? Narcotics. <laughs> are you done? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, See, I would I would make it better. You, you did take the entire. I would show, make it that. better by making the rebus mm-hmm. a crudely drawn picture by a toddler. Okay, you want to, so you want it to be even harder for this woman who <laughs> couldn't figure out what wheat is. You want wheat drawn by a toddler. I'm sorry, now. one person had a hard time with the rebus. Okay. Um, I think it would be I would make this better if Alex Trebek was alive. I would. That would make a lot of things better, though. I was sad this entire time watching Just watching this. him and being sad. And he had a mustache during this He's time. Young. This, was, this was during mustache period of Trebek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would call it classic memorization. Because I don't know where the fuck concentration falls into this game. Well, I think that was just kind of the, always the name of that little matching okay, game. Okay, so if something's wrong the first time, we just keep doing it? Even though, because that's yeah, what happened religion. the first time? What's wrong about religion? Politics. What's wrong about politics? What's hey? Politics what's works right? perfectly fine. What's right fine. about politics? Politics works perfectly fine for the people in power and the large hey, corporations. Hey, what's what's a what's a what's something that you want to do? What nazolitics? Okay, I kill myself is something I want to do right now. You you want to nars nars yourself? <laughs> I don't. I I don't even understand how that could possibly fit in there. Yeah, I, it, like I said, it was interesting that this was a combination of two things, but also if it was either one of those things on its own, it wouldn't be good. You know what I mean? Like it would be boring if it was just people trying to match stuff and then that's it. That would be better than if it was just a rebus. That's true because. But I agree they would be bad by themselves. Yeah, because a rebus is like. You just have two people just staring at a thing and they just alternate guesses, I guess. That's exactly what that (laughs) would be. That would be pretty boring. So, yeah, the concentration on its own would be better than that. Right. Because that's at least there's and at least there's like the prizes that you're getting with the concentration aspect Mm -hmm. of it. And you can use strategy if you know what's where to not reveal it to your opponent and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, it's I think combined, it makes it more compelling that there's a little extra element to you're unveiling stuff little by little that you've got to solve underneath. Anything that has small tidbits of reveal that happen uh-huh. in, in, in increments of time, that's just, that's enjoyable. It's always say. fun. Because a lot of times you see that on like little online things where it's revealing stuff and then you've got to guess what it is or whatever. What is this from? I don't know. I've seen that though. <laughs> is it like an ad? Like an advertisement? I don't think that an ad. I think there's like little games that you play where it like keeps... Or like there are... There's that, uh, it's almost like that slide puzzle. Remember those slide puzzles? Yes. Where it's like an elephant, but and there's one blank spot. Right. And so you've got to slide them all mm-hmm. around using the blank spots to Very difficult. shape the elephant. Very tricky. It's like playing chess with yourself. What move is going to impact which tile down the road? You have to make sure you see every see impact on every exactly. tile. My grandpa had one of those chess boards where you could play against yourself. When I was young. How does that even work? So it had uh, some sort of computer inside of it. 
although he, like that's the most advanced computer that my grandfather ever had mm-hmm. in his life by far yeah and and this was like 1989 and so it's a chessboard and you put all the pieces on there and whenever you move your piece you have to like press it down kind of there were like sensors on mm-hmm. each of the squares you press it down where you pick it up and then wherever you set it down you press it down there okay so it knows oh this is pawn four and you moved it to this spot right and then it had little like leds on uh the board like at the bottom and on the side and so it would like light up two leds like this spot and and then you had so the then you take the other sides piece you push it whatever spot it said and then it would light up the corresponding where it wants you to move that so you're playing with real chess pieces against the computer by telling it what moves you're doing and it's telling you what moves it wants to do in response oh okay i see I thought you were playing with yourself and I was no, like, you're, that doesn't the, make the compu- any sense. Yeah, you're, you're playing by telling the computer what move you're doing and then it tells you what move it wants to do. And then you just... Rrr, rrr. Yeah. Okay. So that... I don't know why I was talking about that. Uh, we were talking about the slide pieces. Oh yeah, you've got to see like the future. A, yeah. yeah. You've got to see the future. The computer can always see the future. Yeah. And that was the... Again, as long as we program it to see the future, again, we can always the most, see the future. The most advanced computer my grandfather ever owned, because I had assumed that there would be more advanced computers in um, cell phones and dishwashers and washing machines <laughs> uh, and air conditioners and all right. these other things. Tamagotchis. Never owned it. Yes, exactly. Can you believe it? My, gran- my grandfather never once owned a Tamagotchi. What a piece of shit. <laughs> uh. So this was... Concentration and classic concentration, yes. which is a new twist on classic, on the classic version of concentration, concentration. because that's how naming works. Marketing, baby. More like narketing. God damn it. This has been an episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast. Just listen or watch us. We've got a green screen now accidentally because we have a green wall and we can put stuff on there. Yeah, I meant to bring that up at the beginning because it's one of the most exciting things. Now we can be like, now we kind of have a reason for you to watch this aside from seeing our beautiful faces. Because we, can, we can put little We're pictures gonna put and stuff pictures. up. We're going to put goofy little messages. I don't know about that. Um, we're going to do every fourth word that i said i would love for you to put up a corresponding picture okay we're gonna play the wizard of oz on the green screen in the background and it actually syncs up to the podcast perfectly (laughs) it's crazy yeah as long as you do lots of drugs it syncs up (laughs) perfectly all right uh we will see you guys next week i guess i i won't i'll be on oh yeah you're gonna be on vacation i don't know maybe we'll take a week off we'll see you'll see Nars. See y'all Mexico.